0: Welcome to Uncensored and Real with your host and author, Amy Petzales. So I started Uncensored and Real back in 2020. And now we all know what happened in 2020 when we got locked down. So I really wanted to flip that negative into a positive and bring in so many wonderful friends of mine from all around the world and special guests from the entertainment industry to come and share their stories and their journeys as how they started as a performer to where they are now. And I found their stories to be so inspiring and I wanted to share that with you all. So I'm so happy you're here because we originally started all of these interviews back in 2020 up until now and we're going to keep it going. So thank you for being here and I really do hope you enjoy it. Episode 8 is with my very own physio, Ashley Cohen and Ashley is an amazing physiotherapist that is just incredible at what she does and she grew up being a performing artist and then transitioned over into becoming a physiotherapist and now she runs an incredible clinic called Peak Performance Physiotherapy here in Sydney, Australia, and he's also the head physio for Sydney Dance Company. So even if you're not a dancer and you're listening to this episode, I'm sure you're going to take so much away because I was just so honoured that she took out some time to come and have a chat with me regarding rehabilitation with any kind of injury, and especially as performing artists, and what we can do, and just for our general well-being. So for now, enjoy episode eight with Ashley Cohen.
1: Hi, Hi,
0: how are you?
1: Good, darling. How are you?
2: Good, thank you.
1: That's good. So good to see you. It's beautiful, been a which forever. is kind of good.
2: <laughs> but that, that means I'm not interested. That's a great thing. Absolutely. Definitely. No, it's been a really good thing, which is important.
1: Uh, well, Ash, I'm going to say thank you so much for coming in because I know how busy you are. Just with, like, life and the clinic and just everyone. So I just want to say thank you so much for coming in. I really, really appreciate it. That's okay. Thanks so much for having me. No, I'm a Absolutely. Awesome. Well, we'll kick it off and we'll start with just your background because you started as a performing artist and you did all of those things and then you transitioned into physiotherapy. So just give everyone, like, a background story of Ash. Yeah, sure. So I grew up dancing
2: from the age of two and I did all my RAD ballet, the really tap and modern syllabus and Irish dancing. And then with all that, Irish dancing took me around Australia just competing. Um, and then I was lucky enough um, as I got a little bit older to dance, to uh, kind of travel the world a little bit dancing. Um, so I went over to Shanghai, and I have actually danced for the Queen at the Commonwealth Heads of Government um, Meeting, which was pretty cool when oh, she yeah. came I out years ago. I knew in that. <laughs> um, Yeah, so that was been pretty good. Um yeah, no, cool. I just I love dancing. Um, I met some fantastic friends from there, but. I injured my left ankle pretty badly um, when I was 19 and I tore yeah. two ligaments off the bone and basically I went and saw a um, sports doctor who suggested I come up with a, a different career um, and basically I had to rehab my ankle, became best friends with one of uh, well, the physio that was treating me at the time and then I thought, you know what, yeah. what I want to do, I want to be able to still keep within the dancing realm Um But still, obviously, share the love of it, but have another career. So, so yeah, I went and studied physiotherapy um, at Sydney Uni. And then from there, the rest is is all just happened. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And your clinic is booming. I mean, like, I even have students of mine that come to see you as well, which is
2: cool. (laughs) Yeah, no. So, it's been really good. So, I worked. When I first came out of university, I worked... At a clinic in Menai, and I was there for just under five years. And during that time, while I was there, I also—that's when I gained, gained employment as um, a physio for a lot of different musicals. Um, my first was Les Mis, and I guess when you get in an industry like that, when you obviously when you get in and you meet people and you start networking, and they see what you can do, they kind of go, "Hey, are you available for this next production?" and so forth. Um, yeah. And along the way. I just met people that led me to receiving an email uh, a bit over four years ago now from um, Sydney Dance Company saying that they're looking yeah. for um, an acting head physio to come in um, and for a trial, you know, would I be interested in coming in for a meeting? Yeah. So, went and had a meeting with them, um, took on as acting head physio for 12 months and also for Bangara Dance Theatre. Oh, and okay. then, yeah. um, was with them for 12 months and then they wanted more hours, but because of my commitment with Sydney Dance and at the exact same time I opened up Peak Performance Physiotherapy. Um, yeah. It was just all a little bit too much, so I had to oh, kind yeah. of structure my time a little bit. So, um, yeah, I continued with Sydney Dance and then continued on as their head physio. Um, so, yeah, I've been with them now. Next year, is, next year will be five years.
1: Wow. Um uh, And Peak Already? Performance will, cool.
2: will be opened up uh, in June. Next year will be five years as well. So, wow. yeah, so I spend half of my time or probably 65% of my time in the clinic. And then the other time we Sydney dance. So yeah. yeah, no, it's great. Definitely. Uh, oh, kicks it, it's so kicks cool. And, yeah. Yeah. So it's good. So I love being yeah. able to treat professional dancers, but also, you know, the day to day person coming into the clinic or, you know, I do still enjoy the the sporting class, so whether it's a tennis player or a soccer yeah. player, or even someone with a sore neck, um, just from sitting at their computer. Um, it's yeah. always, it's always good to kind of keep my, my options open. And I guess clinically mm. for me and professionally for me, every day is a new challenge. And, um, I, I do, I always like having a bit of a change, which is good.
1: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like I can say, and I can vouch for myself, like I can talk from my own experience, but you like, I think you having your uh, background that you have, like for me, the first time I came in, you know, cause I think anyone that has an injury straight away, you think, what does this mean? Oh God, What's, you know, and so we always come in and we carry like this, this concern, this burden, you know, but you've got this ability, but because you have your knowledge and, you, you know, performing arts and all that, it's like you just, it's, I don't know, I think I stood up for a second and then you're like, yeah, this is all you've got. So um, we'll just treat it. We'll just do this. <laughs> I was like, oh, you just make it sound so easy. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice to have that. Because, yeah, no, think... You know, it takes the worry away.
2: Oh, absolutely. And I think, too, with well, with any athlete, but particularly dancers, because that's obviously my, my bread and butter and I grew up with that, I understand the pressures of performing and the pressures of competition and examinations and, you know, the, the physical capabilities. You know, there is also a lot of political things that happen in the dancing world, but also psychologically the pressures that can come into play. Um, and I think taking that all understanding and my own experience to it, I guess I can build like a rapport with a client and understand what they're going through, which then also helps the rehab um, phase and obviously helps them to get back quicker and not feel like they have to stop everything completely, which is super important.
1: Yeah. Which is so important because I think the one thing, especially for a dancer, is when they get told, okay, well, you can't do this for seven weeks and a dancer's mind can't fathom not doing anything for seven weeks. absolutely yeah you know? no not so not I think that like you you really tackle that perfectly,
2: <laughs> yeah, and I think that's also the challenge too, of being a physio, like I know if I used to need dance company as an example, so there's nineteen dancers there, and look without going into specifics about injuries, um, yeah. you know, they, they do get injuries and it's normal like any athlete. But whenever they get an injury, there is they always have to do fa- some form of cardiovascular fitness so that we make sure that even if, you know, they've got a broken bone, they're still doing something so that when they come back after their rehab, their fitness levels are still going to be at, at a higher level so they're not coming back and they're reduced. So I definitely... Yeah. It's very rare for me to ever pull someone out of something completely. Um, there's always options, which I think... Is super important because there's a lot of people out there that go, oh, you know, I'm just going to rest and I'm going to do nothing. And, they, okay, yeah. they get through their rehab. But then when they come back, they're still another four to six weeks behind schedule because their fitness levels aren't up and they haven't maintained their own level of endurance, which then yeah, becomes that's an extra challenge. Um, yeah. And I think for dancers too, like if you're not dancing, you become stiff. All these things that we wanted to do to yeah. be able to prevent that, even if you have hurt your ankle. Um, you know, we, we want to mm. maintain the rest of your body so it's kept in good form um, so you're not having any secondary complications as a result of, you know, a basic injury that hasn't affected the whole body.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's such a good way to look at it because I remember I've come for you I, – I've come for you. I've come to you for, like, I think I started out – it must have been with my ab separation from, you know, having my daughter and then from there, like, we just scaled through my body. I think we're like, actually – also, <laughs> this, this, this and that. And I think especially when we all went into lockdown and I went onto to Zoom and I was Zooming for so many hours, I even came back and you guys were still, you know, doing your thing and all of that, which was great because I have to admit, I feel like that's where I injured myself the most because my body wasn't used to sitting still and on a computer oh, totally. for so long and everything, I had nerve damage, all of that kind of stuff. And I thought... How can you do like you know? We dance and we move our bodies and manipulate them in crazy, crazy positions. Yet I hurt myself doing Zoom. It was like absolutely because yeah, it's so different. You
2: know, and I can yeah. I can honestly say that probably most of the athletes that come in here, like kids of all ages, you know, they generally mm-hmm. don't always injure themselves playing their sport. They generally injure themselves doing something different. So I know come Christmas time. A lot of kids will get scooters or um, new bikes or yeah. skateboards or something and therefore they yeah. get out and they're doing all these things that their body isn't used to um, and that, you know, they can have accidents and injuries can happen because it is something so totally different. Or yeah. I can honestly say during COVID, the number of people that have been coming in with sore necks and backs because they've had to work from home when it's been a different environmental setup um, has been a bit more of a challenge. So, yeah, you just kind mm-hmm. of move with the times. And I think once some, everyone understands that, you know, being as independent as possible and keeping as fit and active as possible even if it's going for a walk of of a day um that just helps to break the cycle of that stiffness and just the overload of those joints that that can actually be a nice preventative form of um, any particular chronic injury that may come into play
1: yeah yeah which is important because some people might go what's a walk gonna do but it actually if you just set some time aside i think it does wonders you know just to keep your body moving absolutely but i was gonna ask you as well like this could be a hard question to ask. So be as broad as you want, but how, uh, how, what would be, let's say the most common injury from a dancer, let's say, or performer in general? It really depends on the style of dance. That's the first okay.
2: challenge. Um, so with your hip hoppers, the hip hoppers that I see, it's all knees, massive knee injuries, um, just cause they're getting down so low. Um, With ballet and contemporary, a lot of feet-based um, injuries, so whether it's the ankle mm-hmm. or the toes or just the foot in general. Um, yeah. With contemporary dance, though, we are getting a lot of knees and backs. So I guess in terms of rarity of injuries, shoulders aren't as common in what I'm generally seeing, necks aren't as common, thoracic spine isn't as common. But, it, I mean, it, it It's purely dependent upon the the athlete, um, what their capabilities are, what their ranges are, um, and also what choreographer comes in and who's teaching them, what style they actually um, like to perform with because that can obviously change how your body adapts. So, yeah, Yeah, it's ultimately anywhere in your body can be affected. Um, I was a part of a study with Sydney Dance Company over the last two years, and I guess this is probably the most interesting is the number of injuries that actually happened to dancers within, this is just any dance company in general, was of joints, yes. joint-related injuries. So tendons mm-hmm. weren't up there, muscles weren't up there, ligaments weren't up there. It was all yep. joint-specific injuries. Okay. Um, but whereas you can look at other studies from different um, companies around the world, if they're ballet companies or whatnot, sometimes they get a lot more tendon injuries. Um, mm-hmm. or, you know Some of them get a lot more, um, I, I guess, muscle-type injuries where they're getting strains and tears. So it is purely dependent upon the individual to start with, the choreography that you're doing and then obviously the dancing yeah. loads that you're performing at.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so the amount of hours you have to put in each day or week Absolutely. or months or whatever it is, yeah. Definitely. And I think, um, yeah, you're right when it comes to style because, again, it is – so, all the genres are so different you know, I think so. I think a little bit more these days they're blending in a little bit, but slowly. you know, ultimately <laughs> slowly. But I think ultimately, like if we did say ballet is completely different to contemporary, completely too, different to jazz, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I think that's really, really important for people to mm. know um, as well. But is there is there a way, like let's say, just generally, like as we touched base on? Yeah, go for a walk, do this and that. But more specifically, would you go deeper and say maybe something like Pilates or, um, you know, something like that along those lines is good for prevention just to keep that body strong? Absolutely.
2: So Pilates is fantastic. So the way that you want to look at your muscles, you've got stability muscles and you've got mover muscles. Mover Mm -hmm. muscles are the muscles that help us move day-to-day, lift up things and whatnot, but they only work to a point if the stabilizing muscles, so the deeper muscles are really strong and working hard. Pilates addresses specifically those stabilizer muscles. So there's deep muscles that surround the spine, for example, there's deeper muscles inside the shoulder that actually help to support Mm. a joint and, and support our structure and then the mover muscles are on top of those muscles and they allow us to obviously do things, but they only work really efficiently if those stabilisers are turned on. So Pilates is hands down brilliant. So, um, you know, for any, if we're specifically talking, any athlete in general would benefit from it. um, Yeah but obviously we're speaking specifically talking about dancers. One hundred, you know, if you did Pilates at least twice a week in addition to your dancing routine, obviously time can yeah. be a, a tough thing. But that just forces all your muscles to turn on really specifically and focus, which is really going to help you down the track to try and prevent those injuries. Yeah. Um, another thing that you can do a, as an athlete is go and see your local physiotherapist. And a lot of um, physios now, like we're a big advocate for it is, I love seeing um, dancers or athletes, you know, or any day-to-day person coming in once a month and basically initially we will do a dance assessment or a sports-specific assessment and basically look okay, at the yeah. individuality of that athlete and then work yeah. out a program. So if there is restrictions in range, if there's deficits in strength or flexibility, we actually pinpoint those and give them exercises to work on that they can do independently three to, three to four times a week and then that gets upgraded every single yeah. month. Um, And what that does is that's giving the patient autonomy to actually look after themselves in an individualised program as opposed to just a generalised program that you can get online um, that will specifically help them prevent their specific injuries. Um, I mean, generally, if you rehab from an injury now where I'm putting into place when someone leaves, I'll always give them exercises to work on with pretty much for the rest of their athletic career. So whether it's, you know, if you've rolled an ankle, they need to be able to do 25 single leg calf rises um, a minimum of three times a week. Um, And if that starts to drop Mm. off, then they've got to go into a calf strength training program. Just because even though the research out there is still quite limited and we're evolving over time, um, what we do know is Mm. that if you can maintain a certain level of strength that is specific to you, then definitely you're going to help prevent an injury. And you know what? If you only have to see a physio, six yeah. times a year just to increase exercise and not ever get injured, then um, that's you cheering. And that's what I, yeah. I'm trying to advocate, you know, to prevent more injuries as opposed to rehab them. And some injuries can take you out for three yeah. to four months, specifically if are yeah. you know, a bone-related injury that could have been prevented. Um, it's just also a good way. I mean, if you get into a really good Pilates class too and you get individualised mm-hmm. treatment in that, um, and yeah. feedback, then you can speak to, if it's, if it's a decent Pilates instructor, you know, you can yeah. speak to them and say, hey, look, I'm having trouble with my hamstring. What would you advise? You know, they can't give you any specific advice, whether, you know, related to a doctor or a physio, but they can give you yeah. generalized consensus of what you need to do or maybe able to guide you to go and see someone to get it checked out so that then you can jump on it a lot quicker so that it doesn't yeah. then become chronic because um, chronic injuries take a lot longer to treat than acute things. Of course.
1: Yeah. Of course, yeah. I've um, I've been doing uh, reformer, which has been incredible yeah. for my body, and because I had really bad hip injury, as you know, and that has been really good. And one thing that mm. I discovered is, um, let's maybe uh, I can only speak as dancers because I'm dancer background, but um, we classify our abs as our core, like a yeah. lot of the time. So it's like we only switch on our abs when it's like this is what we have to do to hold ourselves, and then just kind of undoing everything that I thought I was doing correctly. Yep. It's just been amazing to retrain my body in a different way now. And it's changed so much. Like just, yeah, so I love it. So I can really oh. say like reformer is really great. Even just doing a studio class like Pilates because you get deeper into like, again, being, you know, an individual uh, practice, you know, things like that. But I love what you were saying of how people can just come in. So don't wait to be injured, no. to go and see a physio, nope. <laughs> go in and just do a body scan and see what you can do for yourself. Absol- it's just, absolutely. It's really even, great. Oh, Do a total body scan just so you
2: understand yourself. And I guess yeah, like for yeah. you, example, doing Reforma, like you would have done things a certain way and thought you were doing it correctly and someone's come along mm. and gone, hold on, no. And then that impacts how you walk, how you sit to stand, when you yeah. get up of the morning, how much strength and control you have and that you're not feeling as stiff. So it definitely yeah. um, impacts your whole day-to-day life. But I mean, if someone was to go and do a Pilates class, which I highly recommend to start with, and you know, you did two or three sessions and you go, mm, I'm just really having trouble with this one thing. That's when you could go, all right, I'm not injured, but something's not right. I just want to go and get feedback of how to fix this or what I need yeah. to do to, to actually fix it. And you may find out, hey, you're really tight through the hips or you really, you know, you're restricted through your lower back um, range of motion and you'll be able to be given mm. things to actually correct that so that then you can get even more out of that Pilates class. So there's always, I guess, the biggest things is even if you think you're feeling all right, the way I look at it is if you've got a big year ahead and you want to achieve things and the last thing you want is to be injured,
1: then spend time and invest in your own self and your own body. You know, two, three times a week isn't a lot when we put it into the grand scheme of things of how many things we do do in a week anyway. And I think as we're getting to, like, we're wrapping up the year and it's been a crazy year for everyone. I'm sure everyone's had a bit of a shift and a change. But I think... What's really cool is like going into the new year of just setting those new intentions of going, okay, what I need to do for myself and, you know, like again, maybe, you know, first month of the year, head in, go get a little scan, get get do what you got to do, set a program, fit, you know, fit in other schedules now of like when you can go for a walk, when you can go to swimming, when you can go do, you know, things like that I think is going to set the pace for your year ahead oh, because absolutely. this year I think just... Happened, and we all just went what? And then we had to readjust, and again, new injuries. All of those things happen. But I think, yeah, it's maybe a good way to look at it of just start the new year fresh. And you know, I don't do I don't do like New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I'm <just> always <laughs> like, no, just you know, get it going start, yes. you know, start today, start next week, you know, but, yes. um, yeah. yeah, I just think that's, that's super cool info for people to take away, and even, like I said in the intro, even if you're not a performer, even just, oh. you know, general every day to day, because that's a thing, like, would you find working with performers, and then just every day, you know, people coming in, you know, just whatever it may be, the injury is are they grander scales or like, are they balanced? Like what, how do you compare that?
2: Um, generally with performers, they're more either, well, they're similar in a sense because we get quite a few overuse injuries. So it can happen from over yeah. time, which is exactly the same as, you know, the general person that comes in with a sore neck. But I would yeah. say with performers, 80% of our injuries would be like traumatic, acute things. So obviously they happen, you've got to rehab them quickly and then get them back. Um, yeah. whereas someone that comes in and, you know, might just have the sore neck or back. What generally happens though, is they don't just come in with a sore neck and back. When you start asking them questions, generally they've had niggles for a couple of weeks mm. and a couple of months and they just let it go. And they're like, oh no, it'll be fine. It'll get better. It'll be, you know, no dramas or I'll just go and have a massage and then yeah. it'll help. And then when you start questioning, you know, they've, they've had this pain for a good four to six months and it's like, well, hold on. We, we didn't have to get to this point where you were really bad if something was done about it earlier. But I think it's it's also yeah. just that understanding of, you know, we always get niggled and I think comfortable if if we're quite active and mobile um, yeah. and, you know, the, it, it is easy to get fixed. And I think what happens is when these people finally get pain-free, they go, what have I been doing? You know, I, I should have done this ages yeah. ago. And why I have think, I learned to suffer? Yeah, but I think it comes down to experience and knowledge and, you know, a lot of people are still unaware of, you know, you know, I'm in pain, it is what it is. Um, but I think if you do go, yeah. you know what, this isn't going, let me get it checked out and, and see what I can do, then
1: mm. obviously,
2: you know, you can be pain-free a lot quicker and then get back to things that you really want to do a lot faster.
1: Yeah, and I think what I love about, you know, your treatments is like, again, you you like you said, you treat people fast. Like you get you get it happening quick. You don't go, mm. try just this one or two things and then come back to me. It's almost like... Yeah, you really set out a good program. And then even when we do come back to you, it's like you change it up. So you'll yep. be like, keep that first one, but then add these layers. And I love that because, it again, it just changes it, your routine every week. So oh, you don't totally. go, oh, got to do my exercises again. Oh, got to the same thing. Am I doing it right? You know, it's, it's oh. nice that you keep it fresh. And I used Definitely. to say to you, I'm like, what else is there? Like, what else do you have in that vocab of your Like Just <laughs> Oh, I think that's, that's the beauty
2: of being a physio. I guess all the physios that work here um, with me and peak Performance and um, my other friends who are physios, you know, w- yeah. well, we definitely, we want to help people as much as possible. You know, I want to get you in. I want to tell you what's going on. I want to set you out a management plan and I, I, want, to get, I want to get you better as quick as I can, obviously as safe as I can. Mm. And I think for me, it's easy when you get a patient in that actually wants to get better too and that is really compliant with you. Um, Look, you know, things happen day-to-day life and and sometimes you don't have the time to do things, which is totally understandable. But I think if I can, I get so much pleasure out of being able to help someone and see someone get back to what they love than someone being, you know, injured for a long period of time. So we're always about trying to improve ourselves and trying to challenge ourselves. And I guess as physio, physio, um, you know, I don't want to get bored. During my job, too, job too. So yeah. <laughs> you, you always get to be creative and kind of start expanding. And I guess the more experienced you become, the more you can draw from different things that you've learned. And and I guess yeah. our management plans, we always make them individualized. So we don't we don't have a program where we go, okay, click, 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 click. These are your exercises. Um, it's one thing we've always been yeah. really proud of is we will look at you, look at what your goals are and what you want to get back to because it's gen- it's completely different to the person after you or the person before you. Um, and then we'll try and make, oh, yeah. meet those goals and rehab you to, to get you where you want to be as quick as we can but also yeah. knowing the processes of what it takes to heal a, a particular injury. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it's super cool. It's really, really cool. And you guys are always training yourselves anyway, like as in you are always Getting in that knowledge and upgrading things that you didn't know. I mean, I think I saw a post of you in point shoes the other day. (laughs) Was that you?
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was me. No, yeah, so I guess, like I said, all my staff, like we as physios, we run a tutorial every fortnight together. So we just block out an hour where we spend it. And either if one of us has been on a course, we share knowledge or we get somebody in sharing their knowledge with us um, or we sit down and we do a clinical reasoning session whereby... You know, even me, sometimes I'll get a patient and I'll be like, oh, that's a bit of a tricky one. Hey, guys, what do you think? Um, and they'll give me right. their input and, and we'll kind of brainstorm it through because as physios and as clinicians, you know, we always want to strive to be better. I'm, I'm as good as the next person next to me, so see things differently and kind of look at different things from a different view to obviously yeah. share our knowledge with each other so that everyone can, can gain um, even more professional development, which can then help all our clientele. So um, yeah, no, yeah. we definitely uh, did put on point shoes, and it did hurt. I forgot what it <laughs> felt like, but hey, you know what? You've you've got to realise oh, what it's like. good on you. <laughs> um, so it is yeah. good. It's even good, like as terrible as it sounds. But when as physios, we still get injured, and, and we get treatment. You know, I'll occasionally oh, yeah. say to Kerb, hey, yeah. look, can you can you treat me today? My, my neck's playing up or whatnot. And I think it's important. Mm. Like we all try and stay fit and active, but we do get injured. Um, And I think it's good for us at times to get injured too because you realise again, oh, God, that really hurts. I forget how much it actually hurts to roll your ankle or do this to your shoulder. So we're definitely, we appreciate our clients and understand what they're going through. Um, But, yeah, we definitely try and build each other up and share our knowledge as much as possible so that we can keep on building and growing and giving the best possible care that we can to everyone that comes through the door.
1: And you absolutely do. I can vouch for that. So everyone needs to go to peak performance physiotherapy. Thanks. incredible. But I was going to say, I was going to ask you, if anyone's on the same path that wants to get into physiotherapy, what would their go-to be? What would, um, I know you would have had your own experience, but, you know, what would be the yeah, best like, you could give them?
2: I think if you're interested in physiotherapy, obviously if you're at school, uh to get into physiotherapy at the moment it is quite high um so obviously the atar that you need it 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 is high so if you do get a high enough atar obviously apply for physio straight away if you don't don't give up hope because there's always other alternatives so you i mean look i'm not completely up to date with all the university um info at the moment i just kind of hear because a couple of my receptionists are studying physiotherapy and some of them have done undergraduate degrees in health sciences um And, you know, a Bachelor of Exercise and Sports Science. So you can do an undergraduate degree and then go into a Master's of Physiotherapy, um, which definitely is another option. Um, But I guess I would say is if you really want to do it, don't give up hope. There's always ways around it, but it would be good to speak to your year advisor or um, I know a couple of dancers from Sydney Dance Company that have recently retired. They're actually applying. Obviously, with undergraduate degrees, you can do them part-time, but with um, physiotherapy, you can't because of the placement and the clinical hours that you need to be able to do. Uh, But if you are after a career that is different every single day, um, you can either work in a hospital sector or in a private sector. Um, Yeah, Yeah. physiotherapy is, is super interesting. I mean, I'm obviously in the private sector, but I have friends that still work in the hospital sector. And I work in the musculoskeletal realm, but in physio, a lot of people don't know, but there is a cardiopulmonary realm where you can work in ICU and you help people that are on ventilators and you can um, obviously help patients to prevent pneumonia and other um, lung-related conditions. And then there's a neurological component, so where you can work with patients in hospitals that may have had a traumatic brain injury or a stroke. And basically this is this is pretty rewarding where you can help them sit again and stand again and walk again. So depending yeah. on what facet, physio just isn't what you see in a clinic. Um, so it's yep. different every so day. Many, so many
1: different levels, yeah. Like that, yeah.
2: Definitely. So there are a lot of options out there. And I guess as a female too, if you did want to think of a career, it is a good career later on down the track if you did want to have a family because you can work out your own hours or you can work part-time in a hospital. So it is yeah. good, good option for that. Like like teaching. Teaching is good because you get the school holidays. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. So it, it is good. And I, I guess as a physio, every day is different. So I, I don't get bored. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes, you have to write letters and you have to write notes after a patient, but there's not a lot of paperwork. We very rarely sit at desks or based in their private sector. Um, And there is an opportunity to work with sporting teams if if you're interested or community-based areas. Um, So, yeah, it's very rewarding.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I think it is cool. And a lot of people that are performers, I want to say, that I've heard do naturally transition into that because there's so you know because um, I think we're so uh, aware of our body and uh, we I think it's quite interesting because then having all those years of the other side of the table transitioning into something like this is really interesting and I think it's quite common a lot of people do do it because they're interested in it and I love I love that you're able to share just the different areas that you can go and do oh. therapy because You know, I think um, even the, obviously, the school I work at, I think they even have one on site there. Mm. So I think um, I actually never met her, though. (laughs) Probably should. (laughs) Because I think, because it used to be, like, I used to hear the kids go, I've got to go down the road to the physio. But I think now they're on site, I think. That's awesome. Anyway, that's something that I'll probably, like, check in next year because we're finished for the year. Yeah, nice. Yes. Yeah, so, um, but anyway. Look, I'll wrap it up here because I know that you're on a break, and I don't want to keep you for too long. But I no, really, okay. really love seeing you. Number one, absolutely. <laughs> thanks so much for having me, and thanks so much for
2: letting me share the knowledge of being a physio and, um, and what it's all about. Um, and it's cool. great to see you.
1: Absolutely. And it's yeah. good not seeing you in
2: the clinic. It's good to see that you're healthy and fit, and that how hey, you're doing Pilates and Forma. So well done.
1: Yes, thank you very much.
2: Gosh, my <laughs> and pleasure. Then,
1: say, hopefully it's just a catch-up so it's
2: fine. Absolutely, that'll be better, definitely. <laughs> yes. Well, great All to right, see you. Have, have a, a good Chrissy.
1: Yeah, you too, and a new year. (laughs) Absolutely. All
2: right, thanks so much. See ya.
0: Bye. I hope you enjoyed that interview just as much as I did. And if you want to go and see the video guest interview of that, then head over to my Instagram page and my YouTube channel at Uncensored and Real. And you can see my products, my book, my affirmation cards. And don't forget to follow the page and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss a beat with anything to do with Uncensored and Real from events, new products, uploads and new guest interviews and episodes. So until then, I'll catch you next time.